We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard our house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah All right, Nick, I'm coming out with energy today I am. What kind of energy? Uh, Big energy. Big energy. Big Friday energy right now. Big vibes. Big vibes. I've, uh, after listening to the last few episodes of our podcast, I realized I sound like I'm sick. I sound like I'm not interested. I just, I, I'm not happy with my performance on this podcast the past few weeks. So I'm going to try to pick it up this week. You sound like you need a Budweiser. I do need a Budweiser. And why do I need a Budweiser, Nick? Because it's Friday. Because it's fucking Friday. Welcome, everybody, to the Last Call Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Thompson, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Nick Warner. We're feeling good. We're We're feeling feeling good. We're feeling good. We're feeling great. We're ready to have a fucking Friday. Look good, drink good, feel good, play good, right? Mostly drink good, though. Drink good. Uh, And the reason we are drinking is because every Friday, Nick and I try to do this podcast while drinking six beers in 60 minutes. But there is a catch. Each beer that we drink does have to be at or above 5% alcohol by volume. So, Nick, do I sound like I have energy this week? At least a you're little bit more than yeah, normal? you're starting out better. Okay. I, I mean, I like it so far. Okay, good. Because, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, I've been very concerned with my energy. And I've had this thing where, like, I've just, my whole body has been physically weak, like, the past couple weeks. Just, like, I'm just drained. I don't know. It's like. You got a tapeworm? I don't know. I don't feel like tapeworm, you know? I don't feel like I'd be gaining weight if I didn't if like I had a tapeworm because yeah. isn't that what like a tapeworm does? Yeah, they usually eat for two. I mean, you're eating for two at that point, basically. I mean, I guess I eat for three anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's offsetting, right? <laughs> so I guess yeah, it's offsetting. But um, we have a couple different topics this week. Uh, we are sticking to the format: three topics, maybe two, depending on how long the second one maybe goes five. tonight. Maybe, maybe five. Who knows? But we have three jumping off points that we're going to start with. And then from there, who knows? But we're going to try to keep it about 15 minutes per segment. Um, and I know that we've run over on some of those segments. And we might actually run over on our second topic tonight. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But you know what? It's our fucking podcast. I still want to make those T-shirts. It's my fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. It's my podcast. Fuck you. It's my podcast. So uh, you can find those on our non-existent website at some point. Fuck you. It's my podcast t-shirts. Apologies for the bad language. Oh, fuck right, We get the E on our on our uh, Spotify thing right now. Oh, the, uh, the for the explicit. explicit. Yeah. yeah. But that's how you sell. That's how albums sell, like music albums. If they have that E, they automatically make more sales. Just I, I think so. I think the original, like, explicit version. There. Yeah, I would agree. So, I, do you think anybody would actually buy those t-shirts? I don't know if they Probably would. Not. Probably uh, not. Probably I'd buy one. It, the question is, if anybody would, yes, because I would buy one. I would also buy so one. So, yes, uh, somebody would. Well, well, we'll see. I don't think the volume's there. <laughs> we, we, no, we need, to get our, <clears throat> we need to get our merchandise going at some point. We also need to get video going. We need to do a bunch of stuff. But Koozies, mugs, uh, wappy, wacky, flatable. Last call podcast. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, uh, we do. We do have something that I thought was pretty cool. Um, Mary, who was on our our show, for those Ooh, of you who yeah. listened to that episode, yeah. she made us a pretty cool piece of artwork. Um, it's an amazing piece of artwork. It, it is really cool. It was a. Uh, she got a bunch of different uh, beer. Uh, what beer like carrying cases? Like yeah. When you have a the, six pack, it's made out of the cardboard that you have the six beers in. Yeah. So she got us a bunch of those and like glued them together or whatever together to make a collage of beer crates, beer carriers, whatever. And then uh, had our logo 
put on the front of it. So pretty, pretty sweet. I found it uh, amazing. Only complaint: no Budweiser on it. Yeah, that was that was a little shocking. The, the one fall, the one beer but, that we always drink, but it wasn't is, on. There. It is amazing. Thank you very much, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for being on our podcast, even though you did try to, um, <clears throat> you know, take it over. So. Oh, that's what happened. You know, uh, check out our Instagram to see what happens when you try to take over an, uh, a you, podcast. You don't want any of the smoke or, or <clears throat> the flames. Smoke, either. flame, or uh, flamethrower, whatever. <laughs> All right, Nick. So um, let's get into this first topic because I had an experience, I guess, a little while ago where uh, I went on a date and. Ow, ow. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ow. ow. And. We got on these the top a couple different topics. One was just like, is there a uh, uh, rules of dating, right? So, and, and we'll get into that. But then we also started talking about um, because I actually had had met this girl at a bar, and so we also started talking about like social norms at a bar and like how the social interactions at a bar can kind of dictate how you behave or maybe shots that you take, right? If you're trying to go up and talk to a girl or if a girl's trying to talk to a guy or, you know, whatever. the How the social constructs at a bar kind of dictate how you might behave in that scenario. So which one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with rules of dating or do you want to start with social constructs at a bar? Uh, let's start because I feel like this started with the uh, being at a bar, right? And then it led to that date. So let's do it in that order. All right, so let's do it in that order. So social constructs at a bar. Social constructs at a bar. That's a lot of big words for me, man. It is, but it'll make sense. I I, I promise you. (laughs) All right, let's break it down from a simple standpoint. So here's here's something that I've noticed, and it actually started to uh, notice it not too long ago when you, me, our friend Sean, who's been on the show, and one of your friends who is a, a female from college, we all went out together. Okay. And... I was sitting there noticing this one girl, I believe she's single. Is she single? Uh, yes. Okay. She, the one that they yes. Yes, it, it, I believe it is. Okay. So she's single. We're three guys with this single girl. Even if she wanted to meet guys, uh, like we go out to the bars and she wanted to meet other guys, right? Go talk to them for whatever. No guy is going up to her with us three around, correct? I would agree with that. Typically? Yeah. I, I'd say that is that the, there's always going to be that one, 10%, whatever, that will do it. But I'd say more than likely the case is they're not coming up to you. Right. And I know I wouldn't do that, right? Yeah. If it's like that girl is with three dudes, there's no shot. They're going to they're gonna gatekeep. Them, they're well, gonna... Yeah, either that or one of them is dating. Or, or, yeah, or there's a boyfriend involved. Right. So that is automatically like a social construct that you'll see at a bar that you, how do you respond in that situation? Like as a guy, if I see a girl that like I think is cute or whatever, I'm not going up to her because she's with three dudes. It's just her. Right. Right. So like it's a numbers game. So vice versa. If it was a girl. Right. And there was a, a girl interested in talking to a guy. Is it more acceptable? And I, I don't know. I would have to get Mary or Casey or some, you know, female's opinion on it. Is it more acceptable for them to go up and talk to one guy in a group of girls? Or do you assume that he's taken or whatever? I, I Is it acceptable? Yeah, I think you could do it. I don't think there's any rule against it. But I will say I think it's more likely because girls are typically more 
friendly at bars, in my opinion. Whereas guys were very standoffish and typically go into a bar expecting to be in a fight or something like that. Honestly, that's more aggressive, maybe. Yeah, gr- aggressive or standoffish to anybody. Like guys do not want to meet other people. Whereas girls, I feel like, oh, well, you'll be my best friend here, and I just had a drink with you like five minutes ago. Yeah, some girls, some or girls like are that, you know. So some. my, but my point is, if they see like a group of girls, they might go up to it and be like, ah, you know, hi, nice to meet you, blah blah blah, and then may by chance meet that guy. Possibly. So that's why I'm saying it's more likely that it could happen. Is it acceptable? Yes, I think so. I don't care. Last scenario I'm going to throw out here is like if there's a group of only girls, only girls, are you willing to take the shot to go up and talk to them if you're a guy trying to invade, you know, girl time? Uh, I mean, are they sitting at a table or are they on the dance floor? It could be either. Uh, I'm going to say if they're sitting at a table, I'm probably going to stay away. Because, I don't know, just seems like they're not uh, energetic or it's kind of closed off, whatever. If you're on a dance floor, I think you're more welcome and opening open to conversation, So, in my opinion. Fair enough. I, I think the reason that I bring all this up is because the way that I met this girl at the bar, she actually, it was me and my two friends, and she came up to our table and just started talking to us. Just out of the blue. Out of the blue. Is she, she said that we were sitting at a table that she was at earlier, but she by herself came up and just started talking to us and like hanging out with us, which I was perfectly fine with. Like that wasn't no issue there. But I feel like I, I've noticed at bars that people can get really clicky, right? And so that's what intrigues me about the social dynamic at a bar. Who you go out with, like the guy-girl ratio, um, you know, are you at a table? Are you dancing? Are you socializing with other groups? I feel like affects how people act at a bar, right? So like, are you willing to take your shot talking to some chick at the bar? But it's dependent on like the s- scenario, right? It, it, like some people might say, hey, who cares the scenario? If you want to go talk to somebody, go talk to them, right? But I guess it's like, is there a more calculated approach, a better chance of you succeeding in talking to that person, depending on the scenario that you're in? Or is it just like, you know, big energy? Like, hey, I'm coming to talk to you no matter what the scenario. Well, I think, okay, let me let me break it down by this. I think there's like three different places in a bar, right? You're either, you have, a, or three types of bars. Let me call it that. You have uh, a bar where it's primarily sitting, like you have seating sections, and this is going to be typically one that has like a restaurant majority. Uh, like I kind of think of the, like the tap. We go there often for, for drinks and trivia or whatever. That one, it's going to be harder to approach people because they're sitting down. It's like you're having a meal. It's like you're you're with your group. Another one, you have like standing tables. So that's like the in-between between... between uh, uh, just one that doesn't have anything like a tin roof where it's just dancing, whatever. I think that that last one is the most open. I think you could still work your way into a group when you're having like standing tables, but it's hard. It's going to be the most difficult when you have people sitting. It's going to be because the minute you walk up to that table, all faces, all faces turn to you. But if you have people dancing around, they're going to do their own thing. And so you have more of a chance to approach one person. If you want to, if they're like dancing. 
I would I would agree. I think the dancing opens it up, but then sometimes, right? You you never know because there's it's it's very loud. You yeah. don't know who is like interested or not until they just say no I don't want to like dance or something right there's no real talking you don't have a, a way to introduce yourself on a dance floor other than just starting to dance with somebody right and so you can't like use your personality you can't use a pickup line you can't talk to them and introduce yourself in a way on like a dance floor see I disagree though you you could have a song that just came on or just ended you're like oh yeah you do you listen to that band a lot or something like that something I mean that's a very boring opener but I feel, see, it's I just at think, least a topic to start talking. I just think it's extremely loud. I, I just think the, the dance what floors. What kind of bar are you at? What like, kind of bar are you at? Like we go to a, a bar in Indy called Brothers oh, that yeah. has a dance floor. And like that dance floor is extremely loud. There really is. It's just, it's a DJ mixing song. So there really is not a pause, right? Unless you step off of the dance floor to go get a drink or talk to somebody. Like it's pretty, pretty loud at the bar. Well, to be honest, if you have enough liquid encouragement in you, uh, it doesn't matter where you're at or what you're doing. Well, that's fair. So that's what, that's a, a a change in the scenario, right? I'm extremely drunk and I just don't care anymore. Right, right. right. So so that the social dynamics at a bar are interesting. And actually, there is a show on ABC called Mixology, and I've told you to watch it because I think it's interesting. It is about the the tagline at the beginning of the show is like 10 strangers one night and all the stupid things they do to find love right like that was the tagline of the show okay and it was only for it was a one season run and it's it's they're not making it at all anymore no no they they're not making it uh the show anymore but it was a one season run um if you've watched dave the redheaded friend uh yeah um, it's like his roommate or something like that. Yeah, Dave's yeah. a roommate yeah. or a manager. He's in that show. Yeah. That um, there's a there's a couple other actors that, that opens the garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, if you haven't watched Dave, Dave's pretty funny. But there's an episode in season one that's that's. I don't want to ruin it, but it's pretty funny. You'll yeah. you'll know when he opens a garage, and it's it's extremely hilarious. Just so. just yeah, watch for watch for the garage scene, whatever episode that is in season one. Um, but there are some other actors and actresses that I, I recognize in the show, but I can't like call them by name. Um, so anyways, it's a good show, but it's all about like social dynamics at a bar. And so I, I've just been thinking about that just out of curiosity, right? Like, am I the only one that thinks this way? Am I the only one that recognizes these patterns or these different cliques or social groups at a bar? Or is this something that a lot of people recognize or see and they're, you know, they think about it as well because I, I, I truly don't know. So I was just curious. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's absolutely a thing. I don't, <laughs> I mean, I, I can tell, I feel like you should be able to tell by the, the body language of people and if they're like welcoming to people coming in or not. I feel like you could tell. Well, if so, for example, uh, the I mean, you're you're not going to dive in right away. Like that's a dangerous thing, right? If you're smart, you're going to be calculated about this. Exactly. So again, the whole conversation stemmed from the the date that I went on. But I was asking the girl, like, hey, if you were in a group of three dudes and I tried to approach you, right? Like that situation's kind of weird, or you know, vice versa. Like it, it's very difficult to approach, and she agreed with that. And then I was like, and then if you're with a group of all girls, it's like one of those girls, you have to like make eye contact, right? Like throw a sign or something to get that person come over. 
You throw one of these, like you swipe the, like some baseball signs. You yeah, know, you, you, you tug the ear, swipe across the chest, down the pant leg. Hey, she said steal home. Let's go. Wipe <laughs> you know? the eyebrow. That means cancel. Nope. Yeah, nope, nope. Uh, so, it, it, anyways, it, the social dynamics at a bar kind of intrigue me. Now, going on to the state. So, we go on the state, and so I picked her up from her house. Okay, is that still the norm? I I don't I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's norm. You pick up you pick up at the house. You don't meet at the venue. I mean, if it's a convenience thing, I don't think it's gonna. Sometimes those just kind of work out. Like, hey, I'm already gonna be downtown, or you might already be downtown. I'll go meet you. I I think whatever you do, you do to impress the girl, right? If she's already gonna be downtown and she's willing to meet after. And she's going to be ready and everything. You're going to do something that's convenient to her, not convenient to you. That's right? fair. So but if you can pick her up, I'm going to say that's probably the preferred method. Okay. So I, I didn't know, right? I didn't, younger people might have a different perspective, right? Like I was always taught like be a gentleman, pick her up from her house and open the door for her and do the, you know. Yeah, I, like, I agree hundred percent there. So but, like, you know, maybe I, it's all situational though. Well, let's say, you know, it's, Let's say you're not going out, uh, you're going out real quick after work and just getting like a quick drink, not like going out to dinner and a drink. Maybe oh. it's something you just okay. meet her at, near her work, right? Okay. So then I pick her up from her house. So I drove, right? We had yeah. to, we yep. went, we went downtown. So we had, to, we ended up parking in a parking garage and she wanted to pay for parking. Now, as the man, I was like, no, I'm going to pay. But, I was, she was like, no, seriously, like, let me pay. I don't want to fight her about it, right? So, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit there and be like, no, I'm paying. And then it causes some sort of argument. So, I just let her pay. However, we go to dinner. I paid for dinner. We go out for more drinks afterwards. She pays for those drinks, right? So, like, we kind of split the bill. Is, is that acceptable? Or as the man, am I supposed to pay? Uh, it... it... I don't know. I mean, I think there's kind of a shift. I, I'd say there's definitely been a shift in recent years where things have kind of gone 50-50. But, it, I mean, in, tr- in the traditional sense, I would say, yes, the guy always pays, which I'm fine with doing. So, But that's you, kind of an awkward situa- situation for you, right? Because it's like, I agree. I want to try to pay because I feel like I'm the one that's taking you out on a date. Yeah, I I'm agree. treating you. So here's, here's a story kind of related, but not at the same time. You know how like women get offended sometimes. Some women will get offended if you try to do something nice for them, like pay for something or whatever. And they're like, no, I'm a strong, independent woman, like all that, you know? Yeah, sure. I never really understood that until I went out to a bar when I was living in Cincinnati. So we were going out with this, it was me, one of my old roommate, um, and then two girls. We go out, we're having a good time. The girl that I'm hanging out with gets very drunk. And I was like, hey, I'm going to go to the bar. I'm going to go get a a drink. Do you want anything? She whips out her credit card, smacks it on my chest and goes, yeah, go get us drinks. I'm like, no, like I'll I'll pay for them. It's good. And she goes, yeah, but I have a job. (laughs) Did you have a job? I go... No, I, yeah, I got a job too. Like, I can pay for it. And she goes, no, but I have a good job. Oh, well, that's kind of rude. And, and that, I, at that point, <laughs> she's paying. Well, and I'm like, 
bitch, you don't even know what I do. And I was like, I, I have a pretty good job too, right? It's like, I, I make money. And uh, so anyway, she bought drinks that night. <laughs> I mean, so, but be whatever at that point. But when she said, no, I have a real job. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, then you're Let's paying. see how real of a job you have <laughs> when I'm ordering top shelf. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was real job money. So that's equating that to the date, right? If when I say no, I'm gonna pay, is that a, a similar scenario where they're like, no, like I can pay, I want to pay, I want to help, I don't want to, you know, have you pay for everything? It, because again, I was always taught like we go out, I'm taking you out, I'm the man, I'm gonna do this on a date. So I'd say the the approach that I would go for is the one that like I think you kind of did is I'm gonna pay for what I you know everything I'm going to go in that I'm going to pay for everything because I am the one that's treating you on a date but you're not going to create an awkward situation by having an argument where I'm just yelling at her no (laughs) I pay for parking I pay for drinks and you're going to like it (laughs) typically if you go back it's like let's say you guys go back and you start watching Netflix right end of the date night it's like oh uh, well we watched one movie. It's fifteen dollars a month, so you pay me three cents. So I'm gonna need that three cents. Up front. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not splitting everything. So thirty percent up front. That's that's one penny at the start of the movie. Fifty percent of the way through. That's another penny, and then uh, you know, one the last penny at the very end of the movie. Yeah, when the credits roll. No, absolutely. Pay in full. So, again, it's just the the whole construct of dating, right? Because I, I haven't dated in a while, and I don't typically go on too many dates. And ow, ow. The, yeah. Still had a date, though. Oh. Ow, ow. Still had a date. Still counts. Check the tally box. <laughs> um, <laughs> One. But just things have changed, right? Like, from when I... Not that I'm like super old, but I'm older, right? So dating is definitely different now than it would have been in your early twenties, or you know, like what what do kids today do? And can like, you just say how old you are so we don't sound like super old? We're not super old. I mean, well, I don't consider us old. I'm 27. Yeah, and I'm 28. So, I, 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 but but <laughs> for it, those it, who don't know us, that's what I'm saying. Am I? Know? But here's here's the thing. Am I the only one who is 27? That does not feel old. No, I still feel like I'm, I'm, you know, young and still going out to the bars. And like, maybe that's a, a bad attitude to have in that I need to grow up. But, but like, do you remember when you were in school and you had teachers and they were 28, 29, maybe early 30s. So about where we're at right now. And you're like, wow, they're adults. They have their lives together. They definitely know what they're doing. And now that we're that age and we have friends who are teachers, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. They had no idea what they were doing and they were teaching us. Those are the people teaching the youth of America. Scary. No, us. Us sitting here drinking beers. We could be teachers. Uh, I don't think so. I I don't know. No. I don't think I could be a teacher. No, I definitely couldn't. But uh, again, it's just, I, I, I don't feel that old. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you when you look at adults, it's just right. Well, I mean, technically we are adults, but when you when you're a child, looking at anybody that's eighteen, hell, I I even looked at uh, high schoolers. Like when you're that young, you're just like, oh my god, this person's so old. They're in high school, like that's so crazy. But then when I look back at eight, like you know, high schoolers now, I'm like, God, that's a child. 
All right, that's what we're going to do. Because I, I think times have changed. The universe, the the world has changed. But real quick, I want to, I'm going to Google how old some of the founding fathers were at the time of like Ooh, the writing of yeah, the... Yeah, that's super interesting. Okay. How old were the founding fathers? Do you want to try to take a guess before you hit search? I, I'm thinking they're like our age. You think so? I think they're our age founding America. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say upper thirties, lower forties. No, 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 no. I'm gonna say mid thirties, mid thirties. Uh, shock face, shock face. Uh, what? Hold on. I, I'm questioning this right now because this is what the the thing says. It says from Business Insider. Age of Founding Fathers on July 4th, 1776. Business Insider. Okay. So that's a, that's a reliable source, right? Yeah, it seems reliable. Um, how old were the Founding Fathers when the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776? Some were older. Some were older, like Thomas Jefferson, who was 33. Oh, see, well, I did say mid-30s there. Or John Hancock, who was 39. Yeah, I mean, uh, okay. So, what about everybody else? You called thirty three old. They call, or sorry, they called thirty three older. Some, <laughs> dude, I feel so bad about my life right now. Others were shockingly young. James Monroe was eighteen. Alexander Hamilton was twenty one. Okay, yeah. What am I doing with my life? They're just out here founding America. All I'm saying is they didn't have electricity, though, so, you know, who's really winning? <laughs> Where's their podcast? Yeah, they didn't have a podcast. I, I'm just saying the math that we learn now is far more, you know, I mean, obviously math's been around for a long time. This doesn't There's even. Been, they were doing some crazy math back in the day, but I'm just saying you relative to, the, to him are smarter. Uh, I Am I, though? Alexander That's Hamilton Alexander yeah. Hamilton is considered like one of the most like uh, genius people in history. Okay, yeah, I However, okay, it's so all relative though. That's that's kind of my point is the knowledge that they had back then versus what you have now is pretty ridiculous. Dude, this is I don't know who some of these people are. Um, but like everyone who was younger than 30 on July 4th, 1776. Andrew Jackson, he's on the the twenty dollar bill. Yes, he was nine. What on in seventeen seventy six? Oh, well, yeah. He's still considered like one of the the first, you know, founding father people. James Monroe is eighteen. How is he still considered one of the founding fathers? He helped build America. Aaron Burr was twenty. So, and then Alexander Hamilton was twenty one. I don't think in the traditional sense that counts. I, I mean, disagree. Betsy, Betsy Ross was 24. Okay. James Madison, 25. Anyways, my point being, even if a nine-year-old Andrew Jackson was not a part of the founding, or can, I don't know if he's considered a founding father or not. Regardless, these people were like a lot younger than what I thought they would be. So the world has changed. Again, I'm 27, still figuring out my life. And uh, Alexander Hamilton's out here at 21 being like the founder of the treasury or whatever the fuck he was. Better go find your own country real quick write your own declaration Declaration. yeah i don't 
I don't even know how to write a declaration. I declare this is my country. <laughs> First off, you start with a big T. The. The. We. Big W. We. Like the people. SpongeBob writing his essay, you know. The. Yeah. The. The and. country of Aaron shall be named Aaronville. <laughs> wow. Very original. <laughs> that was the best that you could come up with. I. Yeah. My, my impromptu skills, my improv skills, that's what I meant. Uh, impromptu. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we moving on to this next topic. I tried to yeah. set you up with the world has changed and things have changed well, you, and blah, blah, blah. What else in the world has changed, Warner? You went on your own thing. So, you, okay. You know what? Anyway, the the world is, is going to get a lot crazier, I think. Okay. I think it has a lot of potential, right? We've got the physical world, but now we have metaverse. What is the metaverse, Nick? Have you been living under a rock? Apparently. <laughs> you sound like you sound like one of those people that's like in a commercial. It's like, oh my God, wait, but what what more? <laughs> Feed me. Do you hate when your blanket gets in the way of you reaching for your remote control? Exactly. Get a Snuggie. Anyway. Do you hate the world? <laughs> Get the metaverse. Get the metaverse. All right, what's the so metaverse? The metaverse is... Uh, I think really got promoted by like Mark Zuckerberg recently. So like the metaverse is in a very, very simple way to explain it. Kind of like ready player one. Have you seen ready player one? I have not, but I know the premise. Okay. So the ready, uh, ready player one, it's kind of like this digital world that you can live in. Like you put in uh, a suit and VR goggles and like you have controls and everything and you have this character and you can go around in the world, travel to different planets. You can, put on different outfits you could drive cars it's like a it's a digital world that's what it is so facebook when they kind of changed over from facebook to meta they had this like they were talking about the metaverse and whatever and how crazy it is that you're going to be able to live in this digital world but it's not just like it's going to start out with like games because games are like the exciting thing right I do have a question. Did yep. Facebook officially, because I know they're like, there's there's commercials for Meta. Are they officially no longer Facebook? Or is it like one of those things where it's like, the Google is actually Alphabet, Alphabet, but it's Google. It is. I believe it is still. So it's, it a, like, it's like a subsidiary. Meta, yeah. Meta okay. is the, the parent company. And Facebook, Meta is the parent company? Meta, I believe, is the parent company. I mean, Interesting. So, okay. and then Facebook, there are the company's uh, subsidiaries, like you were saying. So, Facebook, WhatsApp, uh, Instagram, and Oculus, I believe, is also a company of, of Meta. So, anyway, and, and, and that technology, like the VR technology, is why it rolls into it, right? But you're going to, we already have a lot of VR gaming. You have VR chat, and you can go around in different worlds and stuff. So, they're just, like, expanding this technology now. But not only is going to be like gaming, but it's going to be like your work. Like they want to expand it to you live in this work world as well. So, you know, we've we've had like a hard year with COVID, two years, right? Well, some people that worked from home that entire time, you know, feel disconnected from humanity and, and you know, struggle to interact with people. Well, now the idea is you could have like a VR world or augmented world around you and you could be at work, but still be at home and still have that social interaction. But like, isn't that what Zoom did? Isn't that what, you know, Skype and Teams do? 
but it's more like, uh, what's the word? You're more into it. It is more integrated in your life. So you're seeing this like holograms of stuff going on. The the big idea, like VR is definitely there, right? You put a a the goggles in front of your face. Essentially, that's just a TV screen plopped right in front of your eyes with a housing around it, right? But their idea is they want to get glasses that have, you know, lenses that project out stuff and you could see it. That's what augmented reality is, is you still see the world around you, but we put little projections in it so you could have your coworkers around you and you just turn around and you're looking around and they're inside of your house. So here's one thing that I'll say. Um, I've tried your VR headset yeah. with your uh, racing game that you play. Yep. I get nauseous. Hate it. Yeah. Don't like it. Well, Don't like it at all. That's What about me, Nick? What about those who get nauseous using VR? How are we going to survive, huh? Well, that's what augmented reality is for. So oh. You're st- yeah, that's that. Well, that's hopefully that's augmented, better. You know what augmented reality yeah, is, Yes, right? I know what augmented reality is. So, it's so, so, like, if you remember the Google Glass, that was a big thing for yeah, a little while, yeah. which I don't know if that still is a thing or if it even no, did anything. No, that died. But essentially where you would put on these glasses and it would project on the lens. Like, you would just see through the glasses your text messages, right? But that's not really augmented reality. I mean, yeah, you can have holograms and stuff. Okay, fine. If you want to go, that's, that's the just most basic that presi- the most on your the glasses. most basic example is like if you've seen the movie Iron Man, where Jarvis displays the chest thing and like he's moving it around with his hands and shit. Close, yeah. That's, no, that's exactly it. it. It's it's where you it's. Okay. It's a, it's holograms in real life that you can see. Yeah, that. But the, the Google Glass is like just a screen. That okay, is it, in front of your eyes. Okay, fine. If you a want, if you want to screen. discount the Google Glass, then go yeah. Tony Stark and Iron Man moving all the shit around. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, but it's it's mixed in with your real world. It's a it's a good it's a good mix. It's a hybrid between virtual reality and your actual reality. So it's augment an augment between the two. Okay. I mean, I, I can see that be useful. So, for example, the company that I work for, they've talked about where in, in a plant processing area where somebody's looking at a, a part of the plant that's something's wrong and they don't know what it is. And yeah. they could like literally use a, a more Google Glass, but they can look at something and there's a tag and then the technology registers and it's like, hey, this valve is acting up you need yeah. to check that this works this works and this works so it's like giving virtual instructions on how to fix something yeah i almost imagine that as like okay let's say that person goes into that plant and they show up and it's like a motor and they're taking it apart and as they're looking in it and I, they change the angles and the views or whatever they're everything's adapting with their change and angle and everything and it shows what each piece is and whatever and you take it out and that projection moves with you you know it's, right it's, so I think there's benefit to augmented reality here's my I again I know very little about the metaverse and I think you probably have read a, a hell of a lot more than I have on it but what I've seen is that the metaverse is like the internet was back in the 70s and 80s where people were like the internet oh what can it do oh you can communicate over it so we can send instant messages Mm -hmm. they never saw video games they never saw the 
virtual reality stuff that we have now. They never saw X, you know, yeah. YouTube, right? They never saw any of this when the internet first came out. I feel like anybody who thinks they know what the metaverse is, is wrong. Because it could be anything. It's it's such a new concept, much like the internet was when it first came out, that it could be this. could also be that. It could also be, you know, completely different from what we think. So I think what you said about video games is kind of where it's starting because that's here, right? Yeah, that's, that's the obvious place to start because it's entertainment. It's entertainment. Entertainment yeah. is exciting. That sells, right? So I, I agree that that's probably where it starts. Yeah, this is, but all the stuff that I talked about is the stuff that they want to head in that direction. And that's, that's their goal, right? Is they want to be able to have this world that you can live in and have like your own different life separate from what you, what you have yourself. So because people are willing, we talked about this, um, uh, what podcast was it where we were saying like teachers make less than professional athletes. Right. right? And my right. one teacher said that basketball players should make a dollar. As you pointed out, people are willing to pay for entertainment. Right. So I can see the metaverse being very profitable because it is entertainment. So you're kind of rolling to into my, my tin hat. Okay. Thing. But yeah, keep going. My thing is, People are using the metaverse like it's an investment, right? I almost think of it kind of like the dot-com bubble. When the internet came out and everybody was buying up dot-coms and they didn't know what it was, but people were just getting rich because they owned a domain name. Yeah, they, you, didn't, you know, know what, they didn't know what it, what it was, what it was going to be used for, but they had it. But they had it. I think that's what NFTs are, non-fungible tokens. Uh, go back and listen to our very brief explanation of NFTs from season one, if you want to. I think that's what NFTs are. I think that's what the metaverse is. It's hot. It's new. Nobody knows, but everybody wants to get in because they think they could become rich on it. Yeah, you're riding the bubble. You're riding the popularity bubble. Do I think it will become standard in the future? Absolutely. I think it will because that's the way technology goes. Something comes out that's new. Not everybody knows or understands the actual value it has. And then once something latches and something becomes staple, then it takes off. But nothing about this metaverse is a staple right now. Yeah. I think people are buying up NFTs like they're candy. I think they're dumb. I don't think they provide value. I have a lot of information on that, but anyways, what's, what's your tin hat? I want to hear your tin hat okay. theory before okay. I go on my rant. So here's, this is going to be the most like tin foil thing that I, you'll probably ever hear me say. I'm not a big person on like conspiracies or, you know, thinking these crazy ideas of like, this means this, and this is why they're trying to do this. Like, I, I don't know. I, I very much just take the world as it's given to me, but, my thought is, as this world, like, we have this bigger, this gap of wealth that is growing year and year and year, year by year, right? There's a bigger gap between the the lowest and the highest, like, paid person ever. Uh, I can't remember. There was a stat the other day. It was, like, the top 1% owns, you know, 90% of the money or something like that. Something ridiculous. Some ridiculous stat like that, right? <clears throat> but now... You know, with inflation rising and everything, and unemployment's on high, 
People can't afford anything. People don't have money. But they're going to create this alternate world out there where you can buy a car and live in this world. You could buy any of these clothes. Uh, you could buy all of these these digital assets that really don't, in the end, mean anything because they're not physical. They're just a digital currency or a digital item. But they're going to create this world where you can live in it for much cheaper than what you could do in the real world. So, in the end, you know, they're trying to, to, to cover up reality and the crappy situation that you're living in of not having money by providing you with this, hey, here's this shiny thing. It only costs like $200 to put, get these VR goggles and you can go to this real world and you can spend all this little small amounts of money and you just forget about reality that is actually going on out there. I think it could lead to very big problems in society. And and I'm not, I don't mean to sound like a, a boomer. Like I said, I'm 27. I much enjoy technology and think technology is a great thing. But I kind of agree, right? It's like you're taking advantage of people and saying, oh, like these NFTs, you're taking advantage of people and saying like, oh, hey, you can get rich off of these things. And then somebody's profiting, but that person isn't. Right. And same thing with the metaverse. It's like, oh, I'm going to go buy uh, new furniture for my virtual. Why? My new furniture for, for my virtual house. Like, why? Yeah. Like, what is that doing? But at the same time, there are kids spending thousands of dollars on Fortnite uh, and you, buying skins and, and all that dances and stuff. So, like, you want to hear a, a, a fucking crazy stat on that? Uh, yeah. Roblox. Okay. You know, the, the fucking game, Roblox. Mm hmm. Uh, last year. Uh, they did $924 million in revenue last year. Roblox, the game that we all make fun of for looking like a shittier version of Minecraft. Yeah. Huge. They just had an IPO and now have like a, what is their market value? $45.3 billion. Roblox. And they're also a company that's going to be like is that the only in the metaverse. Is that the only thing that they've ever done is Roblox? Like, do they have other assets but or anything? But I mean, there's more to it. Roblox is like, a, it's actually a lot more in-depth than you would think. Yeah, I mean, but, people but, create like other games within Roblox. Like, it, That's it's, kind of the idea of like the metaverse, right? <sighs> you have this internet world where people can create that and use that technology that they provide and make these other worlds. But... We're we're only talking about entertainment, right? Correct, like, and, like, that, and that's what I'm saying. That's where where it all starts. That's what it all. You got to make it cool. You got to so, make it exciting. So you want to? You know, I know you said tin hat conspiracy theory, but this is where the we're living in a simulation theory comes from. Is that the technology? And Elon Musk uh, had an interview where he kind of explained it, where the leaps and bounds in technology over the past hundred years. It's exponentially growing to the point where we could potentially be living in a simulation and we don't know it, right? Because we, the technology is getting to that point where we're going to be living in a virtual world, in a metaverse that is a simulation. You, you see how it kind of comes full circle there? Right. That's, I mean, that's like Moore's law, right? It's technology 
doubles every year or something like that. Yeah. So I, I, the, the, I know you don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but there's a lot of stuff that people like, I know people like talk about, what was it? The book 1984 or. Yeah. Big brother is watching. Yeah. Whatever. And it's, I mean, as much as it is true. Yeah. I mean, it's. Well, I mean, let's, uh, let me think of it from the, the realistic standpoint of, if you're going to have this basically simulation around you, you know, you're going to have uh, th- this holograms and everything going around, you, you're going to have to have a ton of sensors and cameras and all this other stuff, which just invites more people to in your life. Like, who knows who's accessing that information? They can say that, oh, yeah, we don't look at this. We don't look at that. And, you know, I don't believe any of it. Yeah, it's it's and I've had friends say, "Oh, this is so convenient. I don't care that they know my entire schedule or they know that every single Wednesday we go to trivia." Right. And it like you've had that, your phone just pops up. It's like, "Hey, you should be going to trivia right now. Here's the directions." Yeah. No, honestly, I started turning off any anything that has like location services on it, uh anything that tracks any of my history, like I start shutting it off. Like I don't uh, like even if I, uh, I it, like you can go in. I, I got it something super scary the other day. It was all of my Google, uh, like Earth data or Google Maps data, and it showed me everywhere I've been for the, like the past five years because it was all my phone data that had been tracked. And so it was like, here's what you did on this date, and you walked from here to here. I mean, from one bar to the next, it knew on that date where I walked. And I was like, oh, don't like that at all. It, I mean, I, part I don't, of I'm it, not doing anything bad. I don't, I don't have a reason to worry, but I don't like that. But see, that's what everybody says. It's like, oh, I'm a, I've got nothing to hide, right? We have close right. friends. That have, I've got nothing to hide, whatever. Which, until yeah, they find that. something that they want to go after, right? right? It doesn't affect your life until it does mm-hmm. affect your life. Right, right. Now, here's the one thing. That technology could be extremely useful, right? All the, the tornadoes and devastation that hit Kentucky and Illinois and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have your phone on you and they can track where you're at. That's useful, right? That helps recovery efforts that can help them find people. However, when it's not that it's when it's not altruistic, when it's not meant for good purposes and it's just to, Oh, where'd you go? Oh, you went to that store. I'm going to serve you ads for that store. Oh, yeah. you went to that bar. Oh, I'm going to give you a free appetizer at that bar. That's when it becomes a little bit invasive. Yeah. Dude. When it starts telling you, Hey, you should be going to trivia right now. Why? Why are you telling me this? Yeah. Do, do the pros outweigh the cons, right? Some is, people is what it, you need to. And the thing is, some people say, people evaluate it. and some people say, yes, that's the weird thing is that some people truly do say yes, but I'm not one of those people. All right. So the metaverse, NFTs. I think we're going to be talking about this more because I do have a lot more to say to uh, on this. Um, I kind of think NFTs are a scam. By the way, when you see an NFT that's selling for millions of dollars, who is buying this? Yeah, I don't know. I, Straight it's... up, who is putting out all of this money? There is no way that every single NFT that you put on the market goes to $2 million. Mm-mm. In fact, I, I saw something the other day. Uh, some guy went to post an NFT that was valued at $300,000, something like that. 
And uh, so he goes to post it on a, on a on a site that you could bid on them. And uh, he meant to post it for seventy five Ethereum. Ethereum. I always say that wrong. Ethereum. 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 I always fuck that up. Well, anyway, he he accidentally posted it for point seven five. A big oof. Ethereum. Big oof. And uh, some bot. Like there's a bot out there that just monitors and sees like when good deals pop up. Went and picked that one up for like three thousand dollars. So he lost like two hundred ninety seven thousand dollars. Again, that's what he had it valued at was three hundred. That's a face palm if I've ever seen one. (laughs) That's a uh, one decimal or two decimals off is a a big issue. Yeah, yeah. So metaverse NFTs, uh, they're going to be around. I don't think the technology is being utilized the way it should be utilized. I think there's much more practical and um, valuable things that could be used for. But we'll 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 talk about that more later. Uh, I do have. Crazy thing is, this is a topic that's going to continue to develop. So it is. Well, we'll, we'll keep, keep going with it. We'll keep you posted. Why not? I do have a, a question that I posed, and we've only got uh, like a minute or so here until last call. Hey, you know what? Fuck it. It's our podcast. Fuck it. It's our podcast. But this is not, it, it's not a long topic. It's just something that I posed the question. Uh, I was playing video games. I was in the the verse. I don't know that video games are the metaverse, but I was in the, the verse. I was just in the verse. I was in the verse. And I posed the question, how many listeners, how many followers, subscribers do you have to have before you can do a podcast, before you can be a Twitch streamer, before you could be a social influencer full time? You don't have another job. How many do you have to have? Well, background, right? Just to be a, just to get subscribers or to where you start making money. On Twitch, what is it, like 50, 50 followers? You have to have 50, you have to have 50 followers before to, you can get subscribers. Correct, yeah. So, but and then what's a subscription on Twitch? Like if I sub- subscribe to you, is that, how much do you get from that? I think it's a subscription's $5, but you get a portion of that. Like Twitch gets their cut and you get a cut. So let's say generously it's half. You get half of that which I highly doubt you do, but let's say you get half. So you got 50 followers. Let's say all 50 subscribe. So you get half 2.5 times 50. You're making $25. No, wait, sorry. That terrible math. Aaron, what are you doing? $225. Uh, I, I'm not doing the math. <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm Googling Jesus. right now. What, what's 50 times 2.5? Huh? 50 times 2.5? Yeah, it's 125. Yeah. I am so bad at math. My goodness. I am sorry. So anyways, $125 per month for like, yeah, cool. That's paying for some stuff, but that's like not enough to live on. So uh, sub on Twitch, there's there's three levels to it. Uh, tier one is 499. Tier two is 999. And then tier three is $25. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, if I have if I have fifty followers, I don't think anybody's giving you know doing the tier three. I don't feel like I'm putting out enough to to be a tier three. Not but with the my content you put out, I don't put out good content. Yeah, I've seen your if game. if you haven't realized it by now, we're desperate. <laughs> so, so, but again, my my point is, I see people on Instagram, hundred thousand followers. Is that enough to go full time as an Instagram influencer? I, I don't know what you get off of Instagram. Probably I, not. So so maybe you could, right? Maybe if you have a different business outside definitely, of that. So definitely like, not money just from Instagram. 
Right. But like if you have 100,000 followers, are you getting brand deals? And then how lucrative are those? I think you are getting brand deals. So there was a girl that went to uh, my high school that is a year younger than me. She does like the whole uh, van camping thing where you've got a, you live in a van, right? And you travel around. Down by the river? In a van down by the river living on government cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and Farley, Farley, Chris Farley, Chris Farley. Yeah. yeah. Saturday night. Live. It's not Chris Farley. Okay. I'm not that old, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, she, so she goes around the U S and goes to like national parks and everything and like posts pictures on Instagram, whatever, but she gets like brain deals. She has like people come to her like nutrient things and like this for her. She has dogs as well. And her dogs have Instagram accounts as well. So like she gets some deals for pet products and blah, blah, blah. But, I question whether it's actually enough because at the end of the day, you still have to have healthcare, which is very expensive. So I don't know. So uh, if I had to put a number, if I had to put a guess, right, I would say you have to have at least like, let's, let's say Instagram, right? If I'm going to make a living on Instagram, I think you have to have at least 500,000. Actually, even, even like YouTube subscribers, I feel like it's like 500,000. It's like, You've got quite a big following. We're willing to throw you some money, right? Enough to live on. Not enough to be wealthy. Not enough to, you know, have a mansion. But, like, to have a decent apartment and to just make your content full-time. I'm thinking it's, like, 500000 Say It depends on what kind of lifestyle you live, too. So. I think I think one, if you hit a million followers, you're you're starting to get some decent money. You're still not, you know, super rich. But I think like five hundred thousand, you're able to live. You're you're able to make a full time living on whatever you're doing. A million, you're starting to get some followers. I mean, you get into the anything over ten, you're oh, that's insane. You're you're made. Are you on Instagram or YouTube? Me? Yeah. No, both. Yeah. Okay. I th- I think either. I I don't know which one's more lucrative. But my point being is, I'm thinking if I had to throw a number on how many followers, how many listeners, how many subscribers you had to have in order to do something full time, five hundred thousand, you're making a living. You're you're well, comfortable. You're you're good. David Dobrik, who I often reference on here, I'm, yeah, you know, a fan of, uh, has eighteen point three million subscribers. At ten million, he was living a pretty ridiculous lifestyle. That's what I was saying. It's like it, it, it anything like over insane. anything over 10, you're living really good. Yeah. A million, you're living more than comfortable. You're I think you're very you're happy at a million. 500,000, you got an apartment, you're paying the bills, you're getting food, you're able to do it full time, but you're not living in luxury. Scary thing is, it could all go away very quickly. It could. It, it could. Yeah. One wrong move, you get canceled. One bad post. One bad post. Good thing we've got 25 plus, what is this, episode five? <laughs> we've got 30 bad posts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the good thing is we're trying to mitigate our risk by not having many followers. So that <laughs> Can't get canceled. <laughs> Can't get canceled if you don't have any followers. We so, love all of our followers. So thank you for listening. You. Oh, shut up. I know, I know and we, I'm one of them. So I, somebody, somebody told me, I won't say who said, you know, uh, they don't like that. We reference, you know, our followers and stuff like that. I, it's a joke. I like, care. no, we, I know, but Fuck we, you, it's my podcast. <laughs> we, we enjoy our listeners. We enjoy the people that do listen. We enjoy when you give us feedback, 
Um, so follow us on Instagram at the T H E E last call podcast on Instagram. Also, if you want to email us, is that, that's an old person thing to do, right? It does sound sound very old. (laughs) We do have an email at the T H E E last call podcast at gmail.com as well. Um, I, I, we're, we're going to get video. I dude, I want to post some clips on TikTok. I think we, we do have like some clips that could probably go up there. So anyways, follow us. We appreciate you listening. Um, and we hope you enjoy it, but do give us feedback so that we can talk about things that you guys want to hear about or get our opinions on. Even though, as I said, our opinions don't matter. <laughs> well, we'll still give them to you anyway. Just two dudes with two mics, you know, that's it. That's what our podcast should have been called. Two, two dudes with two, two mics. <laughs> I don't think I don't, I don't like the sound of that. Nope. I will say that video and the video that I'm talking about and referring to everybody knows about. If you don't, you're a liar. Uh, just ruined anything with two and one, anything you described that two this and one of that, it just ruins it. No, there, there's, yeah. It's I, crazy. One video just. Did, by the way, did you, did you ever watch that video? Uh, I will not, uh, confirm or deny. Okay. Cause I never did. Oh, okay. Well, well, I know uh, what we're doing after this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that. <laughs> last call. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the last call on the Last Call Podcast, where every week we do a little something different to end the show. Or sometimes not. Or sometimes not, you know, and just, uh, fuck you, fuck it's you our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I love our inside joke. Um, it's not really an inside joke at this point. We've said we've said it enough. But this actually this week it is something different. It truly is something different that we haven't done before. And uh Nick, there is money on the line. For a dollar? This. Is it uh three cents? Like the three cents for the Netflix it's actually, subscription? It, it's it's my money on oh, on the line. Even better. My money on the line. My rent money? But I know where you live. Your rent money? I know where you live. And so if you lose me money, you might end up with a horse's head in your bed. Wait, if if I lose you your money, is this money going to go somewhere else? It could. We it don't could. know. We don't know. It could come back in my pocket. It could grow. Yeah, we, I could lose it all. Are we gambling? We are gambling. <laughs> <laughs> so On stocks? Not on no. NFTs? Not on stocks, not on NFTs. Definitely not on, on NFTs. On good old-fashioned football. Oh, God. So, for those of you who don't know, I think we've talked about it a little bit. Nick is he knows enough about like major professional sports to be dangerous or at least like carry a conversation, but he does not follow them like heavily. He's pretty pretty big fan of the New York Blue Jackets. Absolutely. My favorite team. (laughs) So not a team. (laughs) So this is what we're gonna do. I am what I refer to as a degenerate gambler, uh, where I throw money on stupid things all the time, because why not? And uh, so I'm going to leave the fate of my gambling this week to Nick. So Nick, I have a slate. I've got six different football games. Oh, boy. Is this this a parlay? Sorry, I'm going to let you continue. I'll, I'll do it as a parlay. I'll do it as a parlay. Six-game parlay. No, you don't have to. Whatever you were going to do, do I, what you were going to do. I'm I, just I throwing could, out 
buzzwords that I know the whole, from, from the, you. The whole point of this is Nick doesn't know much about football. I'm going to make him pick who's going to win the games this week, and I'm going to put money on it and see if Nick can get me a return on my investment. Nick, are you ready to play whatever game this is? <laughs> uh, lose Aaron's money? Yes, I am. I like that. That's my that might okay. be we're gonna play lose Aaron's money. All right. So game number one. We've got Kansas City at the Los Angeles Chargers. Kansas tough, City tough. is Kansas City is favored on the road by three points. Hey, is uh Ladanian Ladamian Thomas Thomason still We're off to a bad start. <laughs> is he still the running back? <laughs> Not since two thousand and eight. Okay. <laughs> uh okay. So I'm gonna. So we we got Matt Stafford, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Nope, that's the Rams. What? Oh wait, (laughs) wait, Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, they moved. Oh, they're not the same. (laughs) (laughs) This is going real well. Okay, now that I know it's not that team, this makes us easier. Because I know what was the other team? Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah, the Pat McAfee's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh pat mahones the pat mahones the kansas city pat mahones are are typically they should be good but they're not they're garbage this year but i'm feeling good this week so i'm gonna bet on them kansas city kansas city all right he's taking kansas city minus three on the road all right next one las vegas raiders yep, yep. against the at the cleveland browns uh, Las Vegas is actually favored by a point. I'm taking Las Vegas. Come on. Las Vegas. Ode- uh, Odell's gone out of Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't doing much. But anyways, <laughs> all right, so Las I mean, he Vegas. He wasn't doing much, but I mean, still. Las Vegas on. on the road. You're liking the road teams. Let's see about this one. Hometown team. Hometown team. All right, so we got New England oh, at man. Indianapolis. And Indianapolis is favored by two and a half points. I'm just saying I love the hometown team. Indianapolis? I, I think, yeah. I think Wentz is having a good day. All righty. See, I'm throwing out some names here. Some names. You like that? Yeah, the Kansas City Pat McAfee yeah, and the Los Edrin. Angeles Matt Staffords. That's <laughs> Edron James is going to have like oh five, <laughs> five rushes this right. week. Next, we've uh, got Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Tennessee is favored by one and a half points. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh sucks. I know that. I don't know. <laughs> There's a guilty face going on right now. I, I It's up to you, man. I, I'm not giving you any input I'm, on I'm this. I'm going Tennessee, even though uh, Henry's not back, right? Derrick Henry is out. Yeah. I was going to throw out Patrick Henry. <laughs> okay. So Tennessee? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. We got Tennessee. Uh, you've only picked one home team, so that's a little nerve-wracking well, for me. You know what? This is my bet. All right. We got Cincinnati at Denver. Denver favored by two and a half points. Cincinnati at Denver. You know what? Just because you've said this, I'm going to go Denver. Denver. Because you said I picked every away team. That's the one road team that I like. <laughs> Oh, God. Fuck you, it's my bet. <laughs> Fuck you, it's my bet. All right, we got one more. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be the deal breaker. The Tom Brady's? It's not the Tom Brady's. Um, so I, I purposefully picked games that were like super close 
because the other ones are like plus 11 minus like sure the point spread is very large which is like the the favorite team should win so i made these much closer because they should be a close game last one minnesota at chicago oh oh hold on minnesota is favored by three and a half the minnesota kevin garnett's yes uh you know what let's let's go minnesota Minnesota yeah. over the Chicago uh, Flames? Yeah. <laughs> the Chicago Sparks or whatever the, the WNBA team is, you know? Okay. All right. So we've got our bets locked in. We've Let's got go Kevin Garnett. All right. So if you want to play along, Kansas City, Las Vegas, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Denver, and Minnesota. That is Nick's picks. We'll see if he makes me money or if I lost my farm. I don't <laughs> I, I don't know yet. Sounds like a win to me. Thank you everybody for listening on this Friday. Uh, I'm Aaron, that's Nick, and I hope you have a great fucking Friday. Go out to the